It's Taste of Country Nights on de- It's Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul on demand, episode 49 with Ingrid Andrus. I've never had a number one party properly because when more hearts than mine went number one, it was pandemic. So I'd love to have my first number one party. Kind of has to be a double. It does. It has yeah. to be a double number one party. Kind of need your label to step in on this I one know. and <laughs> yeah. throw a big party for you. Just rent out all of Top Golf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ingrid just released her brand new album. We talk about that and kind of how she uh, has just blossomed into this country music superstar. She has uh, a lot of people in high places talking really good things about her and she is great. We had a long chat with her and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to Taste of Country Nights on demand. As usual, give us a like and a subscribe and comment rating. It all helps us out. Taste of Country Nights, Evan Paul here hanging with Ingrid Andrus. How's it going? It's going. Got the album coming out. How excited are you for that? I'm very pumped about it. It's, I've been sitting on it for months, so I'm just like, ah, I just can't wait for it to be out. Is there any song on there, since you've been sitting on it and waiting to put out, is there any song in there that you almost didn't put out that it's like so personal? Yes, actually. There's one called No Choice where I get emotional on it, and I was like, all right, that obviously doesn't make the cut. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> everyone was like, uh, nope, you should definitely put that on there. And I was like, okay, fine. Let's be vulnerable. But that's like the one where I was like, mm, maybe not, because I probably won't sing it live. Did you have like a Christina Aguilera beautiful moment where she's like, don't look at me? <laughs> Honestly, I need one of those moments now that you say that. I'm like, I, we have to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, let's talk wishful drinking. Um, you said like when you wrote it, you told me a while back that you just envisioned Sam Hunt being on it, you know, and you're kind of scared to ask him or whatnot. Obviously, he said, yes, the song's doing great. Top 10. Congratulations. Thank you. What if he was, what if he would have said no? Did you have someone else in mind or what would have happened to that song? Um, I didn't have anyone else in mind, so I would have just put it out by myself. Um, but I'm not sure why I feel like I, because there are so many people that could crush it. I just wanted his tone of voice specifically for the song. Um, so yeah, it all, it all worked out. Why is the song not on the album? That is a great question. Um, the album the way that I did the track listing is basically telling a story from start to finish of like events that happened in my life and wishful drinking was very much like during that, but it doesn't really help tell the story that I'm trying to do. So I, I love the song. It has nothing to do with if I like it or not. It's just more of that is not part of the story that I'm telling. Okay. Have you gotten to meet Sam's baby yet? No, not yet, but I've seen pictures okay. <laughs> so cute do you guys get to hang out any or is it just too busy i mean it's pretty busy right now i mean he's new dad i'm on the road with keith he's playing shows too so it's like i mean we see each other sometimes like in passing or if we're like doing like a video for wishful drinking but yeah we're we're both pretty slammed what's the celebration when that goes number one that's a great question probably Drinking will be involved. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, fingers crossed. It would be awesome if it went number number one. But yeah, I haven't. I've never had a number one party properly because when more hearts than mine went number one, it was pandemic. So 
I'd love to have my first number one party. Kind of has to be a double. It does. It has yeah. to be a double number one party. Kind of need your label to step in on this I one know. and yeah. throw a big party for you. Just rent out all of Top Golf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a video lately of a guy that fell off the top no, the, uh, yeah, into the net. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever get scared about that? I mean, I I feel like in no way would I ever get to that point to where <laughs> that would be because I'm I'm not even. I golf is so boring to me, but I I love top golf. Yeah, that's like my one thing. Do you don't ever get out and golf with any country music's pretty it's like known now like as much as lawyers golf. I know. It's it's so frustrating cuz I'm like I want to hang and do an activity but I'm like golf is just it's I'm more of like the high-paced sports. I'm like sand volleyball, soccer, you know, kickball, like something like that. But yeah, golf to me I'm like I'm hot. This is boring. Yeah. I'll drive the golf cart. But yeah, most most guys golf, and I'm like, well, that sucks. I'm like, let's find an activity we all can do that we all enjoy. Um, I want to talk about a song on your album called Yearbook. Um, you had some co-writers on there. Who is that about your parents, or are someone else's parents going to have to have a stiff drink after that? <laughs> um, I think it is. It's based on a lot of different relationships I've observed, like. My parents are are good, but like there are some moments where I've been like, huh, I wonder why you're still together. But most of it was me moving from the West to the South. And I didn't realize how much of a stigma there was on like divorce in the South of like it's bad. Um, So I just noticed all these couples like being miserable together, but they're like still together. So I'm like, I know that you met in high school and that's really sweet, but like. I don't know. I feel like there is a stigma around divorce in a lot of cultures that I've I've never understood. So what, did you have to explain it to your parents like when you first played it for them? Because like me, like if I post a meme about like growing up, we drank hose water. Like my mom will text me like, yeah. you weren't poor. <laughs> yeah. You didn't drink hose water. I think I. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. After I wrote it, I was like. I was like, I should probably sit on this for a minute and see, because it is like a new way of looking at all of it. But I think my parents know at this point that I take a little bit from everything. So it's never entirely about exactly them. But, you know, they are the prominent parents in my life. (laughs) So it's like you got to have some references in there. But, yeah, a lot of it was just like my friend's parents or just couples that I've met over the the span of my life. So speaking of your book, what was 18 year old Ingrid like in high school? Ooh, she was all over the place. She thought that she was in sports and was going to like go to college for sports. But then I was also in, Oh, actually 18 year old me was already in college. So experimenting with alcohol <laughs> and drugs. <Yeah. laughs> that was 18 year old me. <laughs> okay. That sounds about typical. Um, how was it in high school? Did you have any people that you didn't get along with and do they hit you up now? So like I asked this to Carly Pierce and she said that the people that bullied her in high school are the first ones that are asking for backstage and they show up with merch and everything. Really? Yeah. Do you experience any of that? Uh, not really. I feel like I, because I was in basically every 
activity in high school, I was pretty much friends with everyone. I mean, girls would be mean to me sometimes, but I feel like that, I mean, that never really bothered me. I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I don't know why you're so mean to me. <laughs> so most, most of the messages I get from high school are positive and just them being like, way to go. We always knew. Okay. Cause they were all, I got like most likely to win American idol or something for whatever those little under the yearbook things are. So, because in my town, it's like, we didn't know about songwriting. We didn't know like you could be in like a band. So everybody was just like, oh, the only way to be famous for music is American Idol. So I thought that was interesting. Did you ever think about trying out for American Idol? Um, Sort of. I had already, I did a TV show called The Sing Off. And I really didn't like how they run, ran shows because it was all so scripted. And like they make it seem like, oh, it's like really... It's all fair, but it's very political. So after I experienced that, I was like, eh, there's really no no point in doing a TV show. Um, so you, you this album is a little got some sad parts to it. Is it hard to find co-writers in Nashville that want to take on sad songs or are there just a plethora of them? <laughs> uh, I think it's funny you ask that because a lot of songwriters here in town are like, oh, you're so brave for writing sad songs because, you know, everyone's told like, we just want to hear happy songs yeah. that are upbeat. Yeah. But I think I'm becoming known, like everyone sends me their sad songs to listen to. Okay. They're like, we'd love for Ingrid to be on this. And it's all like, just sad. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Very on brand. I'm like, I am a happy person if you have any happy songs, but it's, I've sort of like, made that my thing apparently. So are you are you like almost like typecast like an actor like like Pretty sad. much. Yeah, people will save concepts for me that are that are sad. And they're like, "Oh, I have a perfect concept for you." And I'm like, <laughs> "Guys, I'm like my live show has to be it can't be all sad. Like it's going to be it'll be the most depressing show anyone's ever seen in their whole lives." Um, one of your songs, How Honest Do You Want Me To Be, um, that kind of carves out like uh, a person. Is that is that your boyfriend? And and are you pretty tough to beat in an argument? I am very stubborn, yes. Um, and that song was actually, I thought of that song when I was talking to somebody. It wasn't my boyfriend, but you know when people sometimes are like, just be honest with me. And you're like, you don't actually want me to be honest with you. You just want me to say the thing that you want to hear. <laughs> and if I'm actually honest with you, you're not going to like it. <laughs> so that was more my thought. And then I went straight into the writing session and I was like, let's just write this and see where it goes. Like, it's not like a mind blowing concept, but I just was like, that's so interesting how people work that way to where most of the time people don't actually want to know the truth that you're thinking. <laughs> can you can you share a concept or a lyric that was like you at your absolute lowest that you were like, I know you mentioned that one song earlier, but like, a, is there a specific lyric where you're like, this is like my lowest lyric, you know, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, my lowest lyric. Hmm. I mean, yearbook is probably the saddest song on the album, but for me, my lowest, uh, I said, I'd never let go. And I told you I'd stay, but a ship without an anchor is going to float away. Whoa. 
That was from no choice. And that, and that's you that's lived those, that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> quote my lyrics all day. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, you identify as a three-time Grammy loser. <laughs> yes. Um, people always say they're just happy to be nominated. Is that is that not the case? Or are you you re- like how do you feel re- about that? Oh yeah, I was. I mean, to me, the nomination. I wanted Megan the Stallion to win, and she did. So I was like, woo! My work here is done. <laughs> I think I actually voted for her. Really? Yes. Um, but yeah, to me, just the nomination in and of itself, like people introduce you as that then forever. Like it changes your whole intro. So that's yeah. why I changed mine to three-time Grammy loser because it always feels so weird being like three-time Grammy-nominated artist, singer-songwriter. I'm just like, ooh. Right. There's a lot going on Yeah. There. I'm yeah. just like, eh, we don't need to know that. Well, so it's like for me, for like wrestlers, I don't know, like they'll say like 13 time champion. And I'm like, well, that means you lost 12 times. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, I want to play something for you that Keith Urban said about you in a recent interview with us. Aww. And I want to get your take on that. She's just got this, I don't know, this cool factor. Uh, great songwriter, great communicator on stage. She's just, she just really has a great way of connecting with the audience in her storytelling, songwriting, etc. So it's been great having her out on this tour. Yeah, she's just a really gifted writer. How do you feel about Keith Urban saying that about you? Oh, Keith! That was so nice! He thinks I'm cool? What the heck? I paid him to say that, for sure. That is so sweet. He, well, I feel the same way about him. Everything he said, I mean, he's the exact same, like in my mind. So that's so wild that he thinks that I'm that. It's trippy. That's cool, right? (laughs) That's super cool. We've, I mean, the way that he connects with his audience, like I'm learning just watching him perform every night. I'm like, wow, like he has really, he's figured this out. Like, and he, is continuing to figure it out. And I'm like, so I, I learn from him every night. So that's wild that he would even say that. Can you give me a quote on your song? Feel like this. It feel like this sounds like falling in love, which is perfect. Cause that's exactly how I wanted it to be. Cause that's what it was. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, a couple more. Your backstage tour writer. What's something on there that's most uniquely you? It's like Jimmy Allen has to have specific brand and size underwear. <laughs> Packages of it. He backstage. would. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I've heard like uh, Lady A has to have pork rinds. Like what's something that's specifically you backstage? Um, Specifically me. I need... Kettle brand potato chips. Ooh, which and flavor? So it started with salt and vinegar, and then I definitely got really sick of those. So now it's back to normal flavor, and then we're going to probably switch it up to backyard barbecue. <laughs> I have this all planned out. Is it a big process to switch it up? Like It is, yeah. You, you got to get, it's a new rhythm of like things and new tastes, and you're like, okay. And it's also like new... You know the the stuff you get on your fingers from yeah. eating potato chips? Yeah. I'm like, that's a whole commitment with backyard barbecue. 
Because you're like, I'm going to have to like take time to really wash my hands afterwards. Right. And then the mic is going to forever smell like barbecue. Like barbecue, yeah. So that's why we haven't made our way over there yet. But yeah, it's Kettle Brand, Potato Chips, and Casamigos. Is that an email that you send? How do you change that? How does it? How does that work? I just tell my tour manager, I'm like, hey, I'm feeling backyard barbecue today. That's awesome. So, But he knows, to in my dressing room, like we'll switch up other things on the rider, but he knows to put the potato chips and Casamigos in my room. And that's all I need. That's all he needs to know as well. Yeah. Yep. Tell me about your new mans. My new mans. Yeah. He's not in music, so that's great. Um, he's very normal and consistent, and I love it. How'd you guys meet? Kickball. Like a league? Yeah. Did he know who you were? Like, I don't think so. This was like. Like two and a half, three years ago, we first met playing kickball. I was like filling in for someone because I don't think kickball is a real sport. But <laughs> I was like, mm, okay, I guess I'll I have nothing else to do. This Look was where like, it led you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. But yeah, so we met during that and I was just like, wow, there's, I really like how stable this person is and is just very like grounded. He's from a small town in East Tennessee, Merville, 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 Merville. Okay. So yeah, it was just, it was the opposite of the person that I was with before. So I was just like, I need to change it up a bit. Like this is, I need to be the wild one. I can't date another wild person. Fair. That's fair. All right. Well, you're already wild enough changing up those potato chip orders. (laughs) That's a big deal, man. All right. Well, thank Uh, you so much for coming by. We're looking forward to hearing the album and everything. Thank you. Yes, me too. And let's bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera to uh, let's dissect this interview with Ingrid on Andreas. Andreas? We're saying it wrong the whole time. Andres or Andres. Andress, that's it. Andress, I learned how yeah. to say her name properly is Ingrid Andress, not Ingrid Andress. Yeah, that was embarrassing on our part, wasn't it? She, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I she just kind of rolled with it though, which was nice of her. Yeah, I, I rolled it back. Uh, I think this was all off the air, so no one got to hear this. But when she was recording her, uh, hi, this is Ingrid Andress, and or whatever, and you're listening to. Um, I told her about, I was like, My, man, I feel like bad. I've been saying your name for all these years wrong. And then I told her that the same thing. I tried to cover my back by saying the same thing happened to Rihanna. Like I always thought her name was Rihanna. And then when she was recording them for a station I worked at, she was like, Hey, this is Rihanna. And I was like, Oh my God, I've been saying her name wrong for four years. Speaking of what you mentioned, Rihanna, and it kind of gets me thinking, I found Ingrid. On the show, The Sing-Off, she mentioned that she was on a reality TV program called The Sing-Off. This was a fairly big show. It was on NBC. Nick Lachey hosted it or created it or something. And I found her on it. I remember that. Okay, I don't remember her being on it, but I remember the show. How did she do and like what kind of group was she in? Uh, So that's a great question. She was on a show. She was part of an a cappella group called Delilah. (laughs) <laughs> and one of their performances was of the Destiny's Child song, Survivor. Oh, man, that's a tough one. How'd they do? I mean, vocally, she's really good. Did it sound good? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, she sounded great. I mean, it's unmistakably her. You see her, but she's just like a pop singer, and there's a lot of dancing involved. I mean, it it was a pretty good... They, I mean, they didn't win, obviously, but um, it was a good performance, but apparently soured her a little bit on the reality show experience. Yeah, and do you think on the pop uh, music experience as well? I'm wondering what made her, you know, get into country. I think country is just what, where her heart is. But this is interesting as well. We really underappreciated her talents and her her experience level. Uh, Ingrid earned a vocal scholarship to Boston's Berklee College of Music. That's how she ended up on the sing-off. She got her degree in songwriting and performance and then moved to Nashville. I mean, she is like trained and educated in music up and down. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like interviewing her is like talking to my brother, who's a lawyer. She's very like uh, highly educated. You know, like she's a, she's highly educated, and you know, it's one of those where I don't want to be like. I'm always on alert. Like when she's like, "How are you?" I don't want to say good because I know you're supposed to say well. You know, so uh, I, I I didn't know that about her. You know, so now I I'm I'm in. Another thing about asking Ingrid, "How are you?" Like, she's such an emotional songwriter, you feel like you could really get the truth about how she's doing. And, and really, you're just trying to kind of small talk it for a moment or two. But some of the songs on this album, I mean, they they will just wreck you if you get deep into the lyrics. Yeah, and uh, it was cool of her to dissect those for us Like she when she was getting into like some of her, you know, like uh, mo- lyrics that hit her the most and... You know, just about the yearbook and things like that. Um, I, yeah. I really can appreciate that. You don't really find that in other genres where the songwriting and the singer, like it's it's such a, and that she plays guitar. Like when you really think about what you have to do to be someone on that level of Ingrid is like, you have to be able to, you're writing your own songs, you know, you're, you're singing them, you're playing the guitar. There's so many things. And then you have to talk to people like me all day, you know, about like what their interests are and their love interests. Like there's just a lot to unpackage. And I think she handles it real well. You mentioned the song Yearbook and what she said. Well, first of all, kudos on bringing back the mom accent. You know, that's a personal favorite of mine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no problem, Billy. I know you love it. Um, but, you know. She mentioned kind of having to smooth that song over with her parents a little bit, and you kind of riffed off that. I mean, that's a true deal. I've had artists get kind of upset. Uh, I mean, they share a story about a song, a true-to-life story that maybe doesn't cast a family member or a friend in the most positive light, and we run that article, including their quotes, and then they call back up and they're like, wait, wait, can you remove that quote? Because my mom or my family or whoever is going to be really upset (laughs) if they see what I said about them. That happens. (laughs) <laughs> that's legit like <laughs> that's interesting yeah it's uh it's crazy the way how fast it'll happen too but you know when you're writing songs with depth like that that's tough you know to that's crazy to me though because if when we asked her about her parents and that they're they're not like divorced and they're not unhappy according to her you know and then to have such an emotional songs uh emotional song uh, even though they are, but I found like a lot of the songwriters here in Nashville, they enjoy channeling uh, like a different character. Um, you know, like Luke Combs likes to write breakup songs, but he's married and he's happily married. So I, from what they say, they say they enjoy that stuff. So, 
you know, and Ingrid admits to being like the sad girl country artist, and she's kind of almost typecast um, now where people are sending her songs like that. But, you know, you got to go with what yeah, it's works. Funny too, because she's such a happy person, like when you talk to her and visually, like she wears bright colors, um, she smiles a lot, like she isn't like the the sad clown, so to speak, but she does have all these songs. She's just really good at that behind the piano. Uh, typecast might be a little strong because I don't think she's had enough success yet to kind of be typecast as anything. But if she had like two or three more singles where she's just like the sad girl, then <laughs> you know who's kind of like that though? Morgan Wallen is almost like that. Like all of his songs, he's kind of the sad guy. He's always kind of getting dumped and broken up with. Yeah, it's time for a uh, like a Montgomery Gentry hell yeah type for these artists, right? Yeah, yeah or like a beer never broke my heart, just to kind of yeah, it up a little let's bit. kick the dust up. <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you asked Ingrid this question, but what was eighteen year old Evan like in high school? Yeah, eighteen year old Evan was. Um, Kind of trying to be funny, but wasn't really that funny. Just dorky, just uh, trying to... I wasn't, like, smart, but I, like, always went to class, always did my homework, but I always only got a 2.0. Like, that was always my deal. And I just uh, just kind of hung out. I guess I was just kind of just kind of fat and lazy. <laughs> Would you... <laughs> Would you get in trouble if you got a D on a report card? No, no, no. No, my parents weren't no. like that. They were just happy to see me, man. They were, they were just happy that I was out of the house and going to school, I think. The only thing I ever failed, though, I got a D or two here and there, but the only thing I ever failed was Spanish. And, um, yeah, I switched to Latin, and I, I slid through the unspoken language. Whoa, 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 whoa. You found Latin to be easier than Spanish? Yeah, because Latin's all on paper, you know? It's just uh, it's just reading about uh, Odysseus and uh, sure. uh, the other guy. I don't know who the other guy uh Caesar. Sure. Uh, you know. That's pretty... You know, and then you just and the whole, yeah, and then you learn how to the whole Latin experience. There's just two characters, yeah. uh, Caesar and Odysseus. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then you learn how to how doctors write prescriptions, uh, and that's about it, man. You know, so I found that to be a lot easier. Spanish is tough with all the the uh, you know the different tenses and everything. I'm that wasn't for me. Remember how hard they pushed second language on us in school? Like it was like if you don't learn a second language, well, you might as well just go get a job at the at the poop factory because you're going to become nothing right. <laughs> in life. I mean, everything in school. Don't get me started. Right. Like uh, I'm not up here trying to do math up here. You know. So I, I've learned more from my wife in nine years than I did my entire schooling, I feel like. Now it's like we got Google Translate. We're good. I can pretty much tell you what anybody is saying in any language because of Google Translate. Yeah. The moral of this is that school sucks and technology is great, kids. Right, that's, that's what we... <laughs> that's where we're at on this one. All right. So the question I like to ask you from time to time from artists, is there a question that you would have asked, Ingrid, or a subject you would have explored a little bit further had you had a little bit more time or, or thought about it at the time. Yeah, now, next time I talk to her, I really want to dig in on the happy outside, sad inside Ingrid Andrus approach. Mm. 
I want to know more about that. I want to crack her. You know, I want, I want to like break her and get in there. I want to see. I want to see if that's because is is there some like what's going on in there? She seems like a crier, but then we played that Keith Urban audio for her. She didn't cry. She didn't get all that emotional. I thought maybe that would be something that got her a little bit emotional. Yeah, same. I thought that was interesting, too. Um, you could tell she was definitely caught off guard. And I thought that was cool. She hadn't obviously never heard Keith say that to her, I guess. So I, I thought that was real cool um, playing that for, her, uh, you know. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought maybe, yeah, she, she would have, like, shed a tear. I don't yeah. know. She seems like uh, she puts on, like, a harder shell. Um, maybe Maybe she's behind closed doors crying, and we don't know. She, she got in her car and just weep. She was just weep a wreck. <laughs> yeah, just her. rolled over to Chick-fil-A, just crying in the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me mention one more thing here real quick, because we're doing something kind of special with Ingrid, uh, asking her fans to kind of help her pick the next single. If you go to tasteofcountry.com, there's a little survey where you listen to two songs, either yearbook or a song called Feel Like This, and basically decide which song you like better. If you love them or hate them, you let us know, and then from those results... Uh, Ingrid is going to choose the song that follows up "Wishful Drinking," her Sam Hunt duet. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a that's an, a great idea. I think that's amazing. If you can get on there and decide which one, that's cool. When you hear it, like, wow, I helped pick that one. Uh, and thank you all for listening to Taste of Country Nights on Demand. Give us a like, subscription, and all that good stuff. It all helps us out. And this podcast is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network.